0: Good, Polly. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm great. Um, How'd you go on the weekend? What'd you score? I scored
1: 1183 or something. Oh, yeah. But I hate myself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but what's new? You hate yourself every week. It's true. Who who screwed you over this week?
1: (laughs) I know it's boring to talk about who screwed me over, but the reason I hate myself this week is because I don't listen to my own advice.
0: Oh, you didn't trade in Sivo.
1: I didn't trade in Sivo. I've been talking about Sivo all we- all year. And not only that, I've been saying how I'm not convinced about Luttrell all year because he's still a lazy bastard and he's not kicking goals.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And for some reason, I got it into my mind last week that Luttrell was going to absolutely dominate that Bulldogs t- team. Yep. And lo and behold, he was his same lazy, lazy self. Mm-hmm. And Sivo was probably a-, a season-defining trade last week. Yep. Anyway, but I moved up about a hundred spots, so no big change. Uh, but I don't have Kalen Ponger, and I captained Latrell, uh, mm-hmm. so I feel like it was a missed opportunity to gain a lot of spots. Yeah, and okay. I I had Teddy as my vice captain, so if I just looped him, it would have been a pretty good.
0: Yeah, but that, that was a hard call. And that hundred like people have been talking about it on Supergrash Talk and stuff like that, but that that, that was a bullshit, hundred and eight points.
1: Uh yeah, I think one of the line breaks was a bit bullshit. But I remember watching it and thinking he's breaking a lot of tackles here that they're not scoring. Yeah, right.
0: Anyway. How'd you go? Right. Uh eleven fifty three. For the third week in a row, I found myself in the twenty two thousands. So I'm just in like mired in this in this hellhole where I'm not moving up or down. Right. Um,
1: so that was that eleven fifty cents sounds like it was just about par
2: then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Looks like it. So um, I, I did win my head to head. My opponent got in Latrell and captained him. Um, I captain Cleary, which wasn't that much better, but but I, I got him in the end. Nice.
1: Well. Um, there's a few things I want to talk about this week. I want to talk about uh, some key trade uh, moves that some people have been talking about. Also, we've had a bunch of injuries again and that's when, and suspensions. Yeah, uh, And that's opened up some interesting kind of selections. And there's, there's been some just random selections as well. Mm-hmm. So I just want to quickly go through some of the, the interesting ones. So in the the Roosters-Cowboys game, well, there's a couple of things here. Firstly, uh, I really like the look of Luke Keery coming up.
0: Yeah, Currie and Flanagan. Kirri mm-hmm. and
1: Flanagan, but I think I actually think Kirri the better buy, even though he he's got more variable scores.
0: Okay, why do you um, say
1: that? I just think he runs that team.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, whereas the tries that uh, Flanagan has scored have been like fairly opportunistic. Mm-hmm. And he's he doesn't run the ball a lot and he doesn't actually do that much in that team. Yep. Kiri's really running the show. He's had a couple of scores sub twenty, which shows you that, you know, his base is terrible and if he doesn't get attacking stats he can have a really bad week. Uh-huh. But the draw for the Roosters is about to really open up. So they've got the Cowboys this week who were absolutely pathetic last week. Mm-hmm. And he plays on that left hand side, where, you know, Gutho and Sebo scored about a billion points. Yep. Then he's got the Raiders, but the Raiders we've talked about don't look as good this season. And then they've got like a three-game run. Of, yeah, it's juicy. Yeah, it's pretty juicy. Who is it again? The Warriors, the Titans, and the Dragons.
0: Yep. Um, yep. And this is why we're kind of talking about them last week as well. Um, I mean, I, I brought in Johnson. I think did you bring in Johnson as well?
1: I didn't. I went with. I went with uh Cleary and Lattrell.
0: Oh, well, finally we deviated on our trades.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually deliberately didn't go Johnson because I knew I wanted to get uh Keary this week.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um and one of the reasons is just because like everyone was buying Johnson. Yep. So I looked at there was an article in, in the Supercoach playbook uh last week that and a guy's been um Looking at the ownership percentages of players, by like say if they're in the top fifty, what the percentage ownership of the players are in the in the top fifty players, as in the right, top fifty okay. super coaches, and then the top yep. hundred and the top thousand, top five thousand, and there was which two, is
0: hugely relevant.
1: Yeah, it's massively relevant. And basically, like only two percent had had Luke Kirry, and shitloads mm-hmm. had Johnson, and uh, I think a lot of them would have brought Johnson in last week. So yep. I sort of deliberately avoided Johnson to Zag, knowing knowing that last week could have been diabolical. And in the end he only mm-hmm. he scored about seventy eight, which didn't didn't worry me too much. I mean Luke Kiery actually outscored him last week in the end. Yep. Anyway, so I think I think Keary's a great buyer with that run and he's, he's very low ownership of the top hundred, so I'm really looking at him. Mm-hmm. The other guy's Angus Crichton in that game.
0: Oh you're stealing my trade. <laughs> Twighton
1: still okay. has a break-even of like 90, but again, he could easily easily bust through that against North Queensland. And he just looks like he's going to be one of the premier, like top three or four second rowers. So
0: so I think he's currently the highest averaging second row above Madison even.
1: Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Um, do you... So on the greatest website on the internet, NRL Supercoach Stats, mm. do you ever look at... Dollars per point?
1: Oh, not really. Okay. I mean, yeah, not really.
0: Yeah, sometimes I do if I'm just sort of trying to decide between a couple of players. And I was sort of looking at uh, Junior Polo and a couple of others. And then I looked at Crichton. His dollars per point is actually a fair bit lower than some of the others, um, which translates to him being reasonable value at his at his current price. Now, besides that, um, I'm more interested in the run that you just mentioned um, when you were talking about Curie. And so, yeah, I think Croydon's coming in for me, definitely, this week.
2: Yeah.
1: So he's still, as I said, he's still got that break-even of 90-odd, but could easily hit that this week. It's only just above his average. So you could wait one more week, and he'll be more or less the same price, but you could miss out on a lot of points against the Cowboys. So my, the question for me is who to bring in first. Because Kiri's okay. break-even is only about 30. Um, so I think I'm probably going to do Kyrie. And
0: Are the halves your position of weakness?
1: Yeah, I'm playing George it? Williams at the moment.
0: Okay. Who's got a difficult matchup?
1: Yeah, Yeah. And I think it's just time to get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, I could also... I, actually, I'll probably keep Williams and sell Drinkwater. He's about the same price. and Drinkwater's got a high break-even now.
0: Okay. Can I... um. Uh, can I ask, was Dylan Brown a consideration at all?
1: I mean, he probably should have been, looking at how he went, but he never really came into my mind.
0: No, but I mean going forward, Inst- instead of Kiri.
1: Their draw gets good in a couple of weeks. Yep. Um, by which time Moses will be back anyway. Okay. Look, he's a great option. I've got Kiri a little bit ahead of him, but I, I wouldn't. You know, if someone said they'll bring in Dylan Brown this week, I'd be... I'd say that's all right. The Knights' defense has been pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Just in that Roosters game, the the other guy I want to talk about just briefly is Ryan Hall. Okay. So Tupu is out for an extended period. Hall is about 330K. Yep. And pretty solid base. Like, he does run the ball a fair bit. And just in that Roosters team that looks like they're going to score a lot of points over the next four or five weeks, you could, def- yep. you could definitely do worse. I think he's very playable. You could downgrade sort of a underperforming Bradman best to him potentially. Yeah. Or a, or, or a Lomax who's probably peaked in price.
0: Mm-hmm. So just a general observation and uh, I guess also a reservation in terms of Kiri. Since Blake Ferguson moved moved across to Parramatta, a lot of the ball shifted further towards the left hand side of the field for the Roosters. Um, and, and a lot of that was also to do with Latrell, obviously um, being such an attacking spark on that side of the field. Mm-hmm. Now, this year, it feels like it's been moving back to the right again and there's a lot more action down the right-hand side of the field for the Roosters. Um, and I'm worried that with Daniel Tupu out it's going to push it even further that way. And so so, Kiri's going to sort of be playing first receiver to Flanagan a lot more.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's the other thing, though. Like, like Kiri just runs the team. I think he's going to pop up on both sides. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're right. Like, that, that Kiri to Tupu kick to the corner was pretty fruitful. Mm-hmm. So that's something to take into consideration. But uh, I just think he's... He's sort of dominating at the moment. I actually think he's probably, like, maybe apart from his mate Tedesco, he's probably the best player in the game at the moment.
0: That's, he, a, that's a ridiculous call.
1: That's a ridiculous call. Yeah. Who's better
0: than him? Better than Luke Kiry? Yeah. In any position?
1: Well, let's start with
0: the halves. Uh, okay, I'll I'll give you that. He may well be the best half or top two or three halves, definitely. I'll pay that. There's
1: probably like probably the fullbacks are ahead of him. Like there's probably two or three fullbacks. Like if Turbo wasn't injured and maybe Ponga and Tedesco, probably all three of them are potentially the best players in the game. And then obviously Tamalolo, but I think he's right in that conversation. He's he's in incredible form.
0: So, if Gutho played in the halves, he would legitimately be the best half. He's <laughs> his, his cutouts. Fuck, they were crisp. They were so crisp. They were beautiful. They were beautiful. Oh my goodness! I, I just feel like he's going to do a lock in a couple of years and just shifts into the halves.
1: All right. Well, since you brought up Gutho,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: So the who do you think? Well, all right. Who who do you think the top three most traded out players are this week?
0: Most traded out. Yeah. Um, so far. And it's
1: early in the week, but yeah, so far.
0: So I guess it'd be uh, guys who are injured. So. Maybe Gula, um, potentially Pongo with that low score. I'm not I'm not too sure, but maybe him. Uh
1: well that's what I was getting to. So so it's Tanua yeah, Brown and Katoa, um, which both make sense. They're the top two traded well, out so far.
0: Does Katoa really make sense? He should be back next week.
1: Well I think but, so the and, so the I most mean, traded in player is both Firma. So obviously a okay. lot of people are trading out Katoa for Firma too.
0: All right, so ask. I will also likely be trading Akatov for Firma. So I don't know why I said that, but, <laughs> but
2: yeah,
0: um, but I, like I I would have thought that a lot of people would have traded about before me, and I was just sort of you know bringing up the rear a little bit.
1: So the third most traded out player is Kevin Ponga, okay, and and one of the most traded in players is Clint Gutherson. So I think a lot of people are trading Ponga to Gutherson. What do you think about that?
0: I'm okay with it. Knights have a bit of a rocky road over the next month. Eels have an okay draw. Ponga's going to lose a lot lot of money. If you ride Gutho for you know a month or six weeks or something like that, then you may have the luxury of then choosing whether you want to trade him back to either Ponga or Turbo by that point. So for people that aren't fully sold on Ponga, Maybe it is time to get out. I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I get that you could bring in Gutho this week, and in two weeks you could you could trade back at, at you know, you'd probably yeah, make 150k probably what, out I, of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't you do that?
1: Because Ponga could outscore Gutherson over that time. Maybe um, after this, like he's got that hard game against Para. They're playing each other,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and then after that, he's got the Bunnies who. Their defense is not that good. They give up a fair few points. Mm-hmm. And then the Bulldogs.
0: Yeah. Maybe. I mean, uh, what happens if he
1: scores 150 against the Bulldogs?
0: Sure, but like...
1: I suppose you could trade him back by then, potentially.
0: You could. And in the meantime, like, Gutho's got the Bulldogs in round 12. So what?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just think Ponga's the better player. I think he had the worst game of his week, of his life, last week. And... uh I can't see that happening again. But having said that, you know, I think I think that article that I was talking about basically said something like ninety percent of the top hundred teams or top fifty had Tedesco and and Ponga that combo. Right. So I guess it's a reasonable zag. Yep. I don't. I, yeah. I guess like you, I don't. I don't hate it, but I probably wouldn't do it. I don't. I don't really understand the rage though because I don't have him. So maybe maybe the rage is strong for those that have had him. And, what you put in that terrible game. And he's playing on the right for some reason.
0: Yeah. Like the coach seems to... Yeah, Bradman Best is just getting left out in the desert.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if that happens again this week because it makes no sense to me. Like if the coach is telling him to do that, it's just mind-bogglingly dumb. Their attack was like one of the best in the comp in the first eight, ten rounds because Pong was just playing both sides and carving everyone up. In the last mm-hmm. two weeks, he's been, like, ineffectual.
0: Yep. So, okay. All right. Well, with that in mind, do you, can we just talk about a couple of uh, team lists?
1: Yeah, let's get... Of interest? Yeah, yeah, please. I was trying to yeah, do right. that, and I got carried away. Uh,
0: I know. I, know. <laughs> I got excited. So, yeah, so in that first game, uh, Holmes has been shifted to the wing with the hammer coming back in at fullback.
1: Again, this makes no sense to me. Like, Why? The hammer was okay at fullback, but nothing special. Holmes has come Sorry. back one one game since his injury and he gets shifted mm-hmm. out to the wing and he was killing it before he got injured. He looked great.
0: Remember when I said the Cowboys would be good this year? Yeah, wow. Well, I wanted to put money on that.
1: Well, yeah. That was that was a bad call.
0: I'm and yeah, I'm wrong more often than I'm right, I find. Anyway.
1: Have you seen Aliens? Of course you've seen Aliens. Yeah. You know when like Paul Reiser? The bad guy in Aliens, he's like, "Yes, it was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call."
2: Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> and she wants to kill him because I think he like tries to smuggle the alien back or something. Anyway,
0: it's funny that how like some actors are just better bad guys and good guys to the point that like I never really trusted trusted him in Mad About You. I was just like, eh, "This doesn't no no this, this doesn't really work for me." But he was the anyway. perfect slimy bad guy. He was, the per- he was a really great slimy bad guy. Wonderful. Um, so, yeah. So, hammering... A- okay. Are you going to play the hammer this week?
1: Against the Roosters? Absolutely not.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't think I will be either. Um, but,
1: but great center- for owners that he's at least getting picked again and picked at fullback is good.
0: That's right. Center is quickly becoming my position of weakness. So, uh, I talked about planning... Two weeks of trades whenever you're planning. So this week I won't be addressing center, but next week I've got a trade in mind to address that position. Who, um, who are you thinking of next week? Someone you've already got, Josh Mansell.
1: Right. Yeah, he's been very solid.
0: We've he's been, been very time. solid. Like he's actually not that much less than Sevo, Civo, and Sivo's got a negative break even, but I'm just going to have to miss that train, unfortunately.
1: Um, um, still still on this Roosters Cowboys game, Nat Butcher yep. underwhelmed a little bit. Um yeah. and I've heard lots of talk that uh in a couple of weeks Isaac Liu will potentially get that starting spot back. Okay. So for me, Nat Butcher's probably a no go. Don't right, think he's gonna that's, make that's, you enough money.
0: Yeah. Oh and and we are are we sure that Ryan Hall's gonna going to take Tupu's position on the left or is BMO's going to swap over
1: it's a good question it, that could happen it could happen but it doesn't really matter as you said before like left and the right they're both seeing plenty of ball sure um, in fact More's is like the second highest scoring super coach or something so it's not exactly bad if Ryan Hall gets that position
0: is three quarters of a million dollars. Yep. Um, There's
1: two wingers in the top three scorers in Supercoach. Who's the other one? Nofo. Nofo. Yeah, right. I think that's right. Or well, at least in top four or five. It's ridiculous. I've never
2: seen that before.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, on to Titans Warriors. So, most traded in Beau firm more starting the sentence. What is going on?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And... You know, like, I understand that being a first-grade coach is hard, and I don't pretend that I could do it. But sometimes I see these team lists, and we just talked about the Valentine Holmes thing not being picked at fullback. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe he's not quite fit yet. Maybe he's not fit enough to play fullback. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Bryce Cartwright and Beau Fermer in the centres for the Titans, if they weren't playing the Warriors, I would just buy whichever team was playing against them and just, like, load up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and and a rookie in Tremaine Spry on the Yeah,
1: way. yeah. Um, um, so we'll keep an eye on him. But Bo Ferma looks like a – Bo Ferma, like even if he just stays in the centers, he's a buy.
2: Because uh, we've just
1: been looking at – um, sorry, we've been looking for a, a, a second of a forward cheapie to downgrade some of our guys. And he, he seems like it. But, you know, he's only played one game. I'm going to wait another week, I think just to make sure he actually gets selected for that third game.
0: I think he will, but... The hype on him in the preseason before he got injured was pretty strong, so... Right. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to go straight straight up this week.
1: If you want to pod in the centres, you could do worse than Ken Mamalo.
0: That's true. That's true. He looked he looked strong on the weekend, but I mean, he was against the Broncos.
1: He was against the Broncos, so... but they got the Titans this week. Yeah. He's playing he, Looks like he's up against a rookie. I think he's up against the rookie rather than the Don...
0: Uh, no, he'd be up against Don. Don usually plays on the right, and Marlowe plays on the left. That's
1: true. Either way, I still think he's a decent buy. The other news for the Warriors is Jaz Devanga is on the inter- interchange, which is pretty bad news for Tohu Harris. We'll see how it plays out. Harris still might get big minutes, but...
0: Surely, when he comes in, Tohu just kicks out and... You know, someone like Jack Murchie or something goes to the bench. But probably,
1: it's... probably, but it still might hurt Harris's output a bit. But if yeah. Harris gets 40 minutes at lock and the other 40 on the edge, still pretty good. He's very expensive now. Yeah, he um, is. But going great guns. Not much else to mention at the Gold
2: Coast.
0: No. Uh, okay, Bunnies, Tigers. Nothing really going on at the Bunnies. They're pretty normal. Ties, Tommy Talau. He was a buy, wasn't he?
1: Yeah. What did he score on the weekend?
0: 55.
1: Yeah, so he's going to make lots of money. Good work, anyone that got on him. Yep. I did not. Uh, Uh, Yeah, no. She came in the centres. Neither here nor there, really. So Mm -hmm. it looks like, well, Dewey was kicking a bit last week, but Moses' buy has been named, so maybe that doesn't continue. Yep. Nofo came back down to earth a little bit. Um, uh-huh. He has beautiful hair, David Nothaluma.
0: Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. He really, he he definitely pantines.
1: Yeah, he's a handsome man.
0: Uh, yeah, he is. Matthew Eisenhurst has been going on a case. Had a ninety-four on the weekend with a try.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not that cheap, is he?
0: Four hundred ninety grand.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, when did we say twelve is due back? Oh, it's not that long. It looks like he's okay. a couple of weeks away. Yeah, right. Okay. So, probably not. Okay. Not much else to see there. Shark. Oh, okay. This Sharks team. So, Matty Moylan's hamstring, hamstring strike again. So, so hang on. Can, I, I just have to talk about this for a minute. Okay.
1: You've got... You hate
0: you hate Moylan.
1: I don't actually... I used to love him as a player. I think he's one of those players. Is he's, he's like a... He's a good footy player to watch. He's just sort of born to play footy in a way, you know what I mean? Like, he's got a kind of all round skill game. He's yep. not the fastest, he's not the strongest, but he's just got a lot of skills. Mm-hmm. But poor guy with his, his hamstring injuries, you've got to think his career is, like, right on the cusp of being over now. But if you're a guy like that who's who's had these repeated hamstring injuries, do you dead chase someone across the field at full pelt that's going to score anyway that you're not going to catch?
0: Uh, I mean, you have, you have to a face.
1: Nah. He was never going to catch
0: him. He wasn't going to catch him, but still, but you can't do that. Come on,
1: you, can, you absolutely can. You absolutely what? can. What's better for the team? You chasing a guy that you're not going to catch, or being injured for the rest of the season? Like you just got to be smart about it, surely.
0: I, I don't. I, I don't agree with that. Anyway, All right.
1: Yeah. Anyway, happened,
0: back to the Sharks to team being named a fullback, which has led to Bryson Goodwin being named in the centres. Now...
1: I like Bryson Goodwin.
0: <laughs> Whenever
1: he gets picked, he's like, I reckon he does a really good job. He, he's he's stronger than he looks. He manages to bust a tackle every now and then.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I Yeah, I don't, I don't mind Bryson Goodwin.
0: The more, the more interesting part of this equation to me is the fact that Ronaldo's back. Yeah. yeah. So... Oh, the obvious question is: With Ronaldo back, does Katoa shift back to the left wing? Yeah, and I if don't know. he does, if he does, is he really in trouble if he doesn't have Dugan inside him anymore and has Goodwin, who, you know, play has played centre for a pretty long time, knows how to pass the ball.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't. He won't have SJ feeding him cutouts.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, it's it's unambiguously bad for Katoa if he's back on the left. In fact. If he's on the left, he's almost an me itself for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, you don't have him. You don't have that problem, right? I've I got that problem.
1: don't have him, and don't have that problem. No. Yeah, but he he so, didn't score a try on the weekend, and still scored fifty odd right?
0: Yeah, yeah, he scored fifty five no try, so he he did he did do pretty well. It's
1: pretty good. You can see, but you'd be hoping for better against the Titans, I guess. Um, yep. Brian Dot is out for Dot months.
0: That's horrible. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, Naden's in for him. So I think that's another reason why uh, I'm looking at Mansell for next week because I'm hoping, again, there'll be a little bit more attacking focus down the left. Yeah. Yeah, that's Um,
1: probably
0: Luai Luai was on fire on the weekend as well.
1: Yeah. Those who held on to him would be pretty happy.
0: Yeah, I've still Um, got him. I'm just too scared to play him all the time.
1: Yeah. And and again, me not taking my own advice, I said Hamon Ueli. Well, I said props tend to score tries against the, the Titans, and both the Sharks' props scored tries against the Titans last week. Yeah. Uh, and Hamlin Ueli got another 70-odd, um, and he's probably still a buy this week, mm-hmm. about 370K. He's Again, he's not going to get massive minutes, and if he doesn't score attacking stats... He won't score well, but I see lots of attacking stats in his future.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, Broncos Bulldogs. Tessie did well on the weekend.
1: Yeah. And he's still only like 190K, so still a big buy this week.
0: Yep. So the the most interesting thing, I think, with this Broncos team is uh, Stags name on the extended bench. Yeah,
1: so who goes... Who gets the yeah. chop? Standard if Stags get comes back in.
0: Yeah. we do not know. Yeah, we don't know the answer to that. Could be so many people. There's literally four people it could be. I mean, assuming. Yeah. Four. and that's that's assuming that Darius is the unmovable force. Um, can guy into into props. Mm,
1: that's interesting. Um, and and Carrigan like absolutely killed it last week.
0: He was really busy, huh?
1: Well, he was just on for ages. I think he got like 70 minutes or something. Yeah. So if that continues, that's going to be amazing because I'm just going to keep him. won't have to trade him out. Yeah, Corey Oates into the the second row is kind of interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. But surely that won't last much longer.
1: You wouldn't think so. Yeah, anyway, Broncos just all at sea. Mm -hmm. We watched some of that game on the weekend and they just they were awful.
2: Yep, yep.
1: Luke Thompson...
0: Yeah, debut.
1: Yeah, he comes in for the injured... Um, Adam Elliott. Adam Elliott, who's basically out for the season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know anything about him. He's he's sort of 450k, he's got big wraps on him from England. I know nothing about him, so I'm going to have a look at him, see what his yep. role looks like. But uh, very interesting around that price.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, we'll see what happens there. Mm. Raiders Storm. So...
1: They've had a lot of middle in, middle injuries, the Raiders.
0: They sure have. So, Gula, it's been confirmed he's going to be out for a couple of months. So, that'll be one of my cells this week. Yep. is uh, back in at 13. Um, Young uh, at 11, where he was playing last week. Uh, otherwise, yeah. Oh, and Papali's back in. in yeah. Back into the
2: starting.
1: So, Horsberg is basically out for the season. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the minutes there. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of experienced prop minutes on the bench. Uh, I'll be very interested as a Joe Tarpany owner to see mm-hmm. what his role looks like. or Because he got benched last week Yep. for Sutton. Yep. Uh, what his role looks like going forward. Because with that bench, it looks like Sutton might play at prop for a bit.
0: Yeah, right. Yep.
1: Or maybe Tarpany goes to prop for a bit. Hard to know. So... It'll be interesting to see what the minutes are like. And if Josh Papali, as the kind of, you know, the lead middle gets sort of 65 minutes or something, then he might become very interesting.
0: Yep. Um, So, for the Storm, if I still had Ryan Pappenhausen, I'd definitely be holding on to him. I wouldn't be trading him to Guthrie or anyone like that. He's got a break-even about nine. So... Um,
1: I think I'm going to buy him this week.
0: That's that's really interesting. So,
1: so I don't necessarily want him this week. I want him next week
0: against the Titans because
1: yeah. he's got the, the the Storm have an amazing run from next week.
2: They've
0: yep.
1: got the Titans and the Broncos. Yep, um, and I think a, a couple of okay games after that. And the thing about Pappenhausen that I've noticed is that he's a real flat track bully.
2: Yeah,
1: he. He looks great against the good teams, but he doesn't quite get through the gap.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And against the bad teams, he does get through the gap. So he turned yep. up against the Titans in both the games last year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he turned up against... I think he's, they've only played one bottom eight team this year so far. And he turned up. Yep.
2: yep.
1: So, yeah, the, the reason why I'm thinking about getting him this week is because... Well, I want both Kiri and Crichton. Uh, mm-hmm. But I can't afford both of them, so I've got to choose one or the other. And if I get Curie, I can also get Pappenhausen, right? And wait a week on on Crichton and and Pappenhausen and uh, a Curie have quite low break ins
0: Okay, Melbourne have already played Canberra this year, and he scored a fifty four. This was back in round three. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly, Canberra actually giving up the most points to fullbacks.
1: Yeah, Ponga scored like one hundred and sixty against them.
0: Exactly. So. Um, He's not a he's not a total sort of you know if you're going to buy him this week you're not going to buy him and bench him you're going to buy him and play him and I don't Absolutely. think that's
1: such a bad idea. And I can trade uh, Lomax for him directly and actually make money on that trade.
0: Are you honestly contemplating trading Lomax? He's averaging like a million points.
1: He's not going to score a try every week. Sure. He but- scored tries in the last three games. I think he's he's pretty much peaked in price. I think it's, okay. I think it's time to get rid of him.
0: I'm want to give him maybe two or three more weeks.
1: Uh, uh, I can we see, go. like, I'm, I can see that, and he's got a couple of okay games coming up. But
0: yeah, he's got the doggies next week.
1: Yeah, well, the week after next. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I look, I don't mind holding him, but I like the idea of trading him to Babenhausen as a net profit. Uh, I mm-hmm. can only really do that this week, I think. Yep. The only other guy I could trade out is Best, and I can't m- quite make that work with Kiri. Yeah. So, time to go Lomax. Max.
0: Okay. Nothing else to talk about at the Storm. And then Knights-Eels. So, Tex Hoy.
1: Oh, hang on. So, just, just on the Storm. So, Smith oh, yeah. played a big part of the game last week at... In the halves. halves. yeah, which killed his scores. Yep. So, I've been talking about Smith as a good pod for a few weeks. Uh, but I think until we see what his role looks like, um, I think he's a no-go. The other interesting thing is Cameron Monster is on an extended bench after he was on Fox like three days ago saying he was out for another five weeks.
0: Yeah, that's so annoying. I traded him out last week. I'm so annoyed.
1: Yeah, so even if he doesn't play this week, maybe he comes back into that Titans game. Yeah. Yeah, so that's probably the only thing that makes me question my Kiri trade.
0: Right, right, but you're not going to know. I'm
1: not going to know. Well, I'll know if he. No, I won't know, actually.
0: No, no you won't. I won't. Yeah, sorry. So, Knights Eel. So, Tex Hoy is in for Edric, who's out injured.
1: How much does Tex Hoy cost?
0: Not much. Um, so, Tex Hoy costs one hundred and eighty-five grand with a break even of one.
1: Wow. And what position is he
0: again? He's like half. Only 5'8", unfortunately. Only five 5'8". Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, yeah, he might he might be a downgrade target next week. Maybe a George Williams to Tex Hoy kind of thing.
1: Um, well I could do I could do drink water to Tex Hoy.
0: Yeah, right. Um, but, but again I think uh, yeah, I think he's somebody we've got to keep an eye on because if the ball does come back that in that direction, he might be more uh, a more lucrative scorer than even Edric was um, previously. Hmm man keeps killing it. That's another thing we we're wrong about.
2: Yeah, Clemmer
1: he's offloads. He's yeah, just offloading, like at will. Yep. Yeah. Although
0: th- not as much as one J Paulo. Yeah,
1: Paulo. Like amazing. Like nine or ten last week. Yeah. We talked about him. We did. Uh, a few we weeks ago when was he was Polo. still cheap, yep. and he would have he would have been an amazing buyer three or four weeks ago. The yep. only thing that maybe makes me temper my junior I love, is that Nathan Brown's back this week. Yep. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think Nathan Brown could potentially eat into his minutes a little bit, but even if he's getting 55 minutes with those offloads, words he's, he's
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, he looks like a pretty good buy. Um, Guthrie yeah. and Sevo, we touched on this before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it now or never? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, so I can't really so, make Sevo work. Yeah. Yeah. This week, I mean, I could, but I think I'm going to prioritize odd things. And it's yeah, I don't know, could be a massive error. Mm-hmm. I can see him being the high-scoring centre at the end of the year.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Now, now he's now he's got the inside track for, for the top try scorer. He's now eight tries in eight games.
1: Yeah. So. And all the ball is going to go left until Moses comes back, and they've got a pretty good draw from memory. Yep. It gets, it's sort of okay for the next two or three weeks and then it gets really good.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So the question, uh, uh, I guess, for me is, does he have a couple of kind of middling games over the next two or two, three weeks that might allow me to get back on him uh, mm-hmm. when his draw gets really good? Yep. So he's about 550-odd K this week with a break-even of, like, negative.
2: hmm
1: and then he's got the Knights, who have been defending pretty well. Manly, who had a good game. The Tigers, who have actually been defending okay. But then, from round 12, he's got the Dogs, the Sharks, the Dragons. So the question for me is, does he have kind of have an average run and he's still somewhat affordable in round 12? Or does he just go on a tear from from now until then? And he's like 800k and he's gone. I don't know what the answer is.
0: I th- I think you'll probably get up close to seven hundred, um, and maybe settle down from there. But it might be a while. Yeah, and, and Gutho. Now or never. Realistically, realistically, Gutho can only be part of a plan to to jump up to one of the big three, right?
1: Well, or jump jump back, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or jump back from. I think Gutho will come back down. He he, he throws up some 30-point games pretty regularly.
1: I think so too. I just wonder with Moses out, you know, how big is his role well going to be in that team for the next three or four weeks? Pretty big, I yep. think. He, that yep. forward pack is really, really going well. I'm starting to talk myself back around to, to Gutho. I still don't think yep. I'd trade Pong around if I had him, but, yep. but, you know, don't be surprised if he does throw up at 30.
0: Yeah. And
1: the goal uh, kicking helps as
0: well. Yeah, yeah. Uh and uh preseason darling, Stefano Toikumanu is uh on the bench. So keep oh, yeah. someone to keep an eye
1: He's like he's a beast, isn't he? He's coming to the Tigers next yeah.
0: year. Yeah, he is.
2: Mm. he is.
0: Uh and then final game of the round, Dragon Seagulls. McKinnis starting the thirteen jersey.
2: Yeah, that's
1: interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I
0: that's mean that's all I have to say about that.
1: If he still plays 80 at 13,
0: it might be better for him.
1: It might be better for him. Although with Merrin on the bench, surely it's a four-forward bench. I mean, let's see. Does he get a rest with a four-forward
0: bench? Yeah, he might. So that'll be scary if he does. Yeah. Um, and then in Manly, with, um, with AFB's suspension, uh, Taniela Paseka gets uh, promoted to the starting team.
1: Yeah, so Pesekka or maybe even Kepi could be interesting. Uh huh. They're both yeah. sort of around 280k, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of minutes to kind of make up for with Noah uh, Brown.
0: Yeah, there is, and also Out. with yeah with Kate and on the bench, mm. um, sort of you know a half and, and an edge back rower. There's probably a fair, bit of, fair few minutes to go around
1: can't imagine Paseca is going to get huge minutes. He just doesn't seem like a big minute player to me. But even Marty Tepaou could be a decent Mm -hmm. option. But yeah, Kepi to me might be the one that ends up getting 45-50 minutes. Yeah. And he can score very well in that kind of period. Looking for a downgrade there. Tavita Funa kind of went under the radar. Sure did. He's managed to hold his spot and score pretty well.
0: Before we go, yeah. uh, I just want to have a little chat about looping.
1: Well, please do, because I, I screwed it up last week. I've been playing this game for how long, and I stopped it.
0: I almost screwed it up as well. Yeah, between us, we've been playing for, what, 20 years-odd? Something like that, yeah. And it's we still struggle with, with looping.
1: In my defense, I think... When when Teddy only scored seventy, yes, I didn't seriously consider looping him, and so I didn't kind of organize my team to do it. Yep. Um. And by the time he'd been upgraded to 108, it was I think it was too late.
0: Yep. But so anyway. uh, all right, I guess okay. So f- first of all, what happened with me last week was uh, I wanted. Sione Katoa to be my vice captain and Nathan Cleary to be my captain. And it wasn't until the the round started that I realised that that wouldn't work because the only guy I could bring in um, who wasn't playing was one of the early players. I think it was the Hammer or Brendan William or someone like that um, who was playing before Katoa anyway. Yeah. So do it so, having the VC on Katoa was useless. It was gonna. It was gonna result in anything. So I actually had to shift and put it on George Williams, who didn't score high enough for me to look. But I guess what I'm getting at is when you do your vice captain and captaining, it's not just the two players that you have to think about who's going to be on vice, who's going to be my, my captain. You actually have to think about a minimum of four players, right? So you have to think about your vice captain, and he has to play first. Then you have to think about the guy who is going to come in. Um, so your non playing reserve who's going to come in and become your captain in case your vice scores really well and he has to play next. And then you have to think about your captain option who plays at, at the very least in the same game as your NPP, if not after. And you also have to think about the guy that you're pulling out of your team when you put in your non-playing player in, right? Yeah. So every single vice captain captain decision, you have to literally write down four names and order them uh, in how they're going to play and make sure that it's all kosher. And if it's not, then like you may as well put put vice captain on anybody because it's irrelevant.
1: Yeah, so so the way that, how I got myself into trouble was that I was thinking, oh, so I guess I thought about three of those guys. Yep. I thought about, so I was like, I've got Billy Walters who I can bring right. in. Um, If, say, Tedesco goes really well, I can bring in Billy Walters and I can put Nathan Cleary to my reserves, right? Yes. Which is yes. fine. My two bad reserves, who are Tarpany and Hess, had already played. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my three bad reserves, Tarpany, Hess and Lomax had already played. I had yep. Lomax in my second fullback spot.
2: Yep.
1: And the only guy then that I could I could bring Unreserved. Sorry?
0: Unreserve, is that what you're getting at?
1: Yeah, the only guy that I could unreserve at that point was Harry Grant. Yep. And yep. Harry Grant was like I was worried he would score hundred, so I just couldn't do it.
0: Exactly, exactly. So that and that was the next thing I was gonna say. So you also have to think about that fifth player. If it is a sort of reserve scenario, so in the scenario that let's say let's say you're only playing your four centers, you're not play, playing any reserve centers, right? And you got someone like Willie Army as your as your non-player, right? Mm. Um, your vice score's great. You swap in Willie Army. You swap out whoever your worst center is. You put the captain on Willie Army. Happy days. That doesn't affect your four reserves. But when your captain or when your non-playing player, who you're going to captain, is in a position where you've got reserves, then that can often cause a problem, unless that your reserve in that position is your worst reserve. Which yeah, I don't, think, I don't know if that makes sense, but
1: well, well, no. What it is is that the guy that you're taking out. So in my case, taking out Cleary, I still wanted to play Cleary. Yes. So Cleary became a reserve, and I had to unreserve someone else. Yes, and the only guy I could do that with was was Grant, and I didn't want to do that, and I wanted to play Cleary. So it works well in the centres because the assumption is that you won't want to play that centre. You'll take a cent- you'll take your worst performing centre out, as you said, and just yep. not play that guy, and your reserves will yep. stay intact. Yep. But once you can't do that with a centre, and it becomes like a guy that you want to play, then this reserve mm-hmm. thing comes into 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 play, and that can get you into trouble.
0: That's right. And in that, so in that situation, not only, you're not only thinking about four players, you're potentially thinking about five or more players. Um, so even if you're someone who's played super coach for a long time, basically on like, you know, Wednesday night or whatever, you have to sit down and go through the process for a couple of minutes and say, okay, this guy plays, then I move this guy in, then I move that guy out. And you just go literally go through the motions of what you would do. And make sure that it all works. Otherwise, the loophole is is dead to you.
1: Yep. yep. Um Lessons. Speaking of loophole, who are you going to captain this week?
0: I'm captain Teddy straight up.
1: Yeah, so am I. It's pretty hard to go past him. Um, yeah. Are there any other good options, do you think?
0: Well, Crichton would be another option, I suppose. Um, for those who have him. Uh...
1: Luke Kiri would be a ballsy option.
0: Yeah. Um, he
1: could score like 150 against... I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so, but if I had huge balls, maybe I would. But it's you it, it just can't... With Tedesco in the same team, you can't do it, can you? Like, the chances are Tedesco's going to outscore him even if, even if Kiri has a great game.
0: So, yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's necessarily any other fantastic options. Yeah. Um,
1: I can't see any other obvious options.
0: No. McInnes would be a reasonable option, but I think he's got an asterisk over him this week until we find out that he still keeps his 80 minutes. Um, you wouldn't go Tamalolo. You...
1: Probably wouldn't go Maddo, but now that it seems that he's getting less ball.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that's pretty much everyone.
1: Yeah, Teddy's the standout option. I'd be surprised if most super coaches don't don't go Teddy.
0: Yep. All right, cool. Anything else? No, I think that's all I want to talk about. All right, fantastic. Well, thanks, good luck, and speak next week. All right, let's speak next week. See ya. See ya.